Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1958. How Weight Loss Really Works, part two, by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hey there, happy Sunday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free, always with permission from the sites, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, today's post is part two from yesterday. So if you're new here or skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That was episode 1957. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. How Weight Loss Really Works, Part 2, by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. Palatability. It's a topic that I've been obsessed with this year. What foods elicit overeating, and how can we change our relationships with those foods? The basic recipe for palatability is salt plus sugar plus fat. Keep in mind that sugar doesn't just mean refined table sugar, but also processed refined carbohydrates like white flour. When we eat foods that contain salt, sugar, and fat, overeating is almost inevitable because there is a double whammy. Not only are these foods typically high in calories for a small amount of volume and a small amount of satisfaction, but they also turn up our fat storage thermostat in the long run. Examples of extremely palatable but low satisfaction foods include obvious culprits like donuts, but can also include the following foods that often make it onto health-conscious menus. For example, meats with sauces, sushi or poke with sweet sauces, sweet potato fries, salads with dressing, chocolate with sea salt, coconut or almond milk desserts or coffees, and nuts with any kind of special roasting or coating. With traditionally healthy foods, the palatability element is introduced by human engineering. Chicken breast on its own is extremely satisfying and difficult to overeat. But if you salt it and swim it in a glaze containing oil and sugar, even honey, you'll find it very difficult not to overeat. Potatoes, again, are extremely satisfying. If you eat one potato, it is unlikely that you will eat more. But if you fry it in oil and salt, you will find it difficult to stop after a potato's worth of fries. 
Raw, unsalted almonds taste fine, but are not really mind-blowing. But process them with roasting, salt, and oil, and maybe even honey roast them, and the whole container could be gone in less than an hour. It's why we have difficulty not overeating chocolate, cake, pizza, pasta, and other delicious, sinful foods. But we also have to be aware of foods with buzzwordy, healthy presentation, which are simply the same calorie-rich items with better marketing. Anytime you consume that magic combination of salt, fat, and sugar, it doesn't matter whether the item came in a greasy McDonald's bag or a fair trade organic craft paper wrapper, it's going to drive up your thermostat for overeating. How to turn down the thermostat. This is why I said skipping the donut is technically easier than running for 30 minutes, but it may not actually be easier. If you take all factors into account, the reality is that we overall are more sedentary than we think, formal exercise does not burn as many calories as we think, and most importantly, we eat more than we realize because our food culture is oversaturated with hyperpalatable foods that trigger overeating and keep our fat storage thermostat elevated. This is why weight loss is so hard for so many people. It is also why in my coaching groups, we discuss ways to rewire our thinking, habits, and approach to healthy living. I don't do weight loss challenges because anyone can undereat for 30 days to win a prize, and I don't support that. When it comes to the kind of long-term success that frees people from chronic disease, it's not just about calories in, calories out. If you struggle with weight loss and want to permanently alter the way your body handles calories, these are the first three things you should do right away. Start paying attention to the fat-sugar-salt combination and attempt to eliminate or severely limit your intake of foods like this. This will not happen overnight because it is a learning process, but these three strategies will help enormously. One, cook 90% of the food that you eat. If your meals are coming from home, you have a huge degree of control over the ingredients. Two, avoid most packaged foods. Obviously, this does not include foods like raw, unsalted almonds, but I would even be careful of health foods like most granola bars or power bars. And three, when you dine out, request items without glazes or sauces. Does this seem a little over the top? Maybe, but I think it's less aggressive and more effective than measuring and weighing all of your food because it strikes overeating at its core, palatability. If you're not sure about an item's ingredients, ask yourself, do I have trouble overeating this food? If the answer is yes, it probably fits into this category. Clean out your kitchen, your refrigerator, and pantry to avoid willpower fatigue. You are not a weak person. It is human nature to desire and seek out food. If you have foods highly available in your home that you do not want to overeat, you are setting yourself up for failure. One of my clients pointed out that after she cleaned out her kitchen as part of my online group coaching, her cravings now pass in less than 30 minutes. This is especially true with Christmas around the corner. I tell my clients, one day of overeating will not rewire you. A month of overeating, however, definitely will. Eating the pecan pie Christmas dinner won't set you back, but keeping one of those huge tins of caramel popcorn at your house for the kids is a terrible idea if you're working on rewiring your approach to eating. Also, develop an easy, sustainable exercise habit. Some people love going to the gym and pumping iron. Other people love going for a five-mile run several times a week. Most of my clients, though, do not inherently love exercise. For people who fit into this category, who want to exercise but have trouble sticking with it, I recommend developing a habit like walking because it is approachable, easy, and won't leave you sore for days. When I initially lost 50 pounds, my main form of exercise was walking. Even now, I am not a fan of highly intense exercise, 
And I think it is an unfortunate fallacy that has developed in our fitness culture that in order for exercise to be effective, you must be dead after the session or sore for days after. For most people, I firmly believe that consistent exercise that is both moderately intense and moderately enjoyable is the long-term path to success. To sum up, ditch hyperpalatable foods except on infrequent special occasions. Go easy on your willpower every single day by setting yourself up for success. And do easy exercise so that you'll do it more often. No go hard or go home. No pain is weakness leaving the body. No complicated diets where you must totally eliminate food groups or fast for hours at a time. By combining these three simple and fairly easy strategies, you empower yourself to stop fighting against your metabolism and to instead turn down your thermostat so that weight loss can be happily maintained. You just listened to part two of the post titled How Weight Loss Really Works by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I've mentioned on this show many times that my three most favoritest foods are donuts, pizza, and french fries. I felt like Rachel was talking to me directly when she was talking about palatability and how salt, fat, and sugar are the problem because I know it's a problem for me for sure. Think about each of those foods. They each have salt, fat, and sugar in them. So what do I do? Well, I'm a firm believer in health can be about conscious design. What I mean by that is I don't keep donuts, french fries, and pizza in my house. I don't have frozen pizza sitting in my freezer because what'll happen is To me, that'll sound great for dinner every night of the week because I'm human too and some days I don't have the willpower to resist. And I'm in this field. I am a health professional, but I'm human too. So I simply don't keep those things in the house. If I do have foods in the pantry, in the refrigerator that I know are problem foods for me, I don't necessarily dump them out because once in a while I might like to indulge. So what I do instead is I put them on a shelf that's really high or put them in the very back of the shelf just so I don't see it every time I open the doors to my pantry or refrigerator. Instead, move the foods that you want to consume more often to the front and right at eye level, and I guarantee you'll be consuming those foods much more often. That's how we can set ourselves up for success. And it's so easy too. You just need to do it once and then you're set. All right, that'll do it for me for today. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being here every day. Oh, and don't forget, I have a bonus episode for you in just a second. So, Stay tuned for that, where your optimal life awaits.